Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, on this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the opposite of what we normally talk about because we try to stay balanced on this podcast. Okay. And uh, we are actually talking about love and a long-lasting relationship, healthy, long-lasting relationship. Wow. And, and where did you find one of those? <laughs> <laughs> actually, the one and only in my family. Wow. Okay. Which is crazy. Okay. So this is my brother. Now we're going to talk to. Does the rest of your family listen to this podcast? I mean, yeah. Do you think they? It's going to like that you say it's well the one and only. I think that they would agree. Okay. All right. Well, as long as everybody's on the same page. I think we're all on the same page. I think if if we're all yeah, I think we all know. Okay. All right. And then what makes you say that this is like a? Well, I mean, long lasting time, of course. Yeah. What makes you say it's a healthy? relationship? So, um, I have witnessed and watched from, you know, obviously, I mean, they're much old. So my brother is in his seventies. Okay. Okay. So they're much older. So I, obviously when I was, came into the picture, he was a grown adult and actually probably married, um, by the time I was born. So, uh, married to this. Yeah. To the same woman. Wow. Okay. All right. Just, just yeah. For clarification. And so um, I've seen this, you know, they've been married since I was born. So, wow. Um, and witnessing them and watching them, it was like, this was very different than what I had seen. Got because it. remember, nobody else. There's no, I can't tell you one other person in my family that is even still married, really. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's just get them on the line and see yeah. what the story is, right? Hopefully they're not in an argument. <laughs> right? Maybe we should contact. Can you call us when you guys are arguing? <laughs> right. Hello, Hi, Tony. How are you? Good. And you? I'm good. Do we have to, like, three-way call with Benita, do you think? No, she's here with me. Oh, okay. Hi, Benita. Hi, Cassis. How are you? I'm good. You're here with Jerome. Hi, guys. Nice. Hi, Jerome. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for doing this. No problem. So Jerome wanted to know why I was asking. You guys are on uh, the mic, by the way. Um, he wanted to know why I chose you guys to do this podcast. And I said, well, honestly, you're the only health, like you're the only still married couple in the family. <laughs> in my whole family. Like not just oh not just God. our dad's side, but... My mom's side, too. You guys are literally the only ones. We're dinosaurs. That's what we are. <laughs> well, and, and she didn't just say that you guys are still married because she said she also said that you guys seem like you still, she said you guys are still in love. She said she sees you guys and you guys seem very happy, very um, 
uh, very stable and you guys are in love. So, you know, just being married, I guess, yeah. you know, it's it's more than just being married, I guess, is the, definitely, the point. Definitely, definitely it is. And definitely I still love this crazy brother of hers. Ah, uh, okay. And see, the, I mean, you can just tell the way yeah, she talks yeah, about it. Yeah, you can hear it. So when I was a kid, I had always wished you guys were my parents. I know Tony knows that. But yes. not because I had such shitty parents, but because I feel like <laughs> I saw something in you guys that was missing in my own parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I guess the question we have for you is what is the secret? Like what is the secret to being happily married still after how many years? How's it been? How many years has it been? It was 48 years in May. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, um, I don't think there's a secret recipe I just think there's been a lot of um, mutual admiration for each other. And he's a very, he's a wonderful man. Um, he's strong. He's kind. Um, he, not just to me, to everyone around him. And a lot of people would say the same thing I'm saying about him. And it's just, I don't know, it just seems natural with us. It just seems easy. Sometimes we'll be driving in the car and, and He'll say something, and I'm like, I can't believe you just said that. I was just going to tell you that, you know. Wow. So I don't know. There's so many years, you just kind of get, like, in tune with each other. So really the secret is. is picking the right person is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely picking the right person. Yeah, some people have more luck than others. <laughs> uh, and, Tony. I'm sorry. Did, uh, and, and so when did you guys, um, when you guys first met, did you know right away? <laughs> Or did it take some time before you said, oh, this is the one? Well, I said on our first date, we had, I was, we were talking with some people, friends last night who have also, we have a couple with us last night. One was married 48 years like us, one was married 45, and one was married 50, 52 years. So we were all talking and we were going over these questions with everybody, Constance. We made everybody go around the table and give their answers. Oh, I love that. You did research for the podcast. Thank you. Yes. We, and it was so interesting because you heard things from some of the guys that you wouldn't have ordinarily heard unless we did that last Kinda night. Kind of unexpected. Because some unexpected and all really heartwarming answers, too. Um, the first day, Jerome, to answer your question, we had a lot of fun. It was a makeup softball game for Tony. I was with two of my girlfriends. He was with two of his friends. After the game, something simple went for pizza. And Constance, your father had an Eldorado convertible and tony had was driving the six of us that night that's when the cars were so huge jerome it was like you could fit eight people in a car oh right so, okay yeah so we took a ride downtown the top down it was a beautiful night everybody was singing it was just we just had a lot of fun and that night when i got home and got in the house i'm like i really like this guy you know and he asked me that night if i wanted to go out the next weekend and i said yes immediately so kind of right away. Okay. And, and the same for you, Tony? So with me, what it was is I was I dated her. I asked her out on a date alone. And then the following Saturday, I asked her out again. And then the following Saturday, I asked her out again. One of my friends after that says, so when are you getting married? Wow. <laughs> and the reason he said that is I never dated a girl two or three times in a row before. I oh, just, I, okay. I wasn't that tight. <laughs> and I says, 
you know, I think that this is the one. So, yeah. so you did know pretty early on that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think of course can, I didn't. I wasn't the one to really initiate. <laughs> Are we getting married? She kind of threw that to me. Jerome, my mother said to me one night, is this, you know, probably after, you know, maybe six months of dating, my mother said to me, because he would come over after work on uh, Monday and Thursday, and my mom would always make him sandwiches and everything. So my mom said to me when he left one night, she says, is this the one? I said, I think so, mom. She goes, okay, I'll keep feeding him. Aww. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what's interesting about you guys is all of your friends are actually very are married. I mean, I don't know if they're happily married, but they're all married still after that many years. Yes. So you yeah, hang out with have really good real they, I have to say, the people that we are closest to, you know, our club group and Dan and Nan, you know Dan and Nan Constance and Janice and Tony and all the couples that we really hang around with, they have really strong good marriages really and truly never none of them were none of us were ever separated or took time apart took a break none of us do you think do you think that if you hung out with a group that maybe wasn't like that things might be different a little different for you guys no i don't think so because i have my norwich friends you know that i went to high school with and i still see i see about 15 of them still Okay. High school. So over 50 years. And almost every one of them have been divorced. But, uh, and the problem was, is when I got married, a lot of my friends got married. They would still have, go out on Saturday nights or Friday nights with the guys. But I didn't do that. I didn't want to do that. You know, I wanted to be with her. Aww. So I think that was one of the reasons. Well, Benita, would you have let him? Would you have been okay with him doing that? Yeah, because when, like, after we got married, it seemed like boom, 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 everybody started to get married. So there was always bachelor parties. So, of course, you go to a bachelor party. These are kids you grew up with from grade school and high school and college. and So, of course, you know, he did do that. But not on a regular basis every Friday night going out drinking like these guys did. Got it. That, I wouldn't have been so happy with. But to do that, the... um like I said, the bachelor parties and when my cousins were all getting married, he was invited to the bachelor parties and stood up for a lot of weddings. That's fine. That was just, you know, a fun tradition, I think, at, at that time. I don't even know. Nowadays, they go on a cruise for a bachelor party or they go to Vegas. You know, this was all local stuff in the city bars. And it just I just looked at it as fun. And Tony has taken many ski trips without me gonna say that. and many um, golf trips without me. And I personally think that when you miss somebody, you appreciate them more when they get back home. Mm. And it was always a nice, you know, I trusted the people he was with as well as I trusted him. So, and I think you, sh I don't think like young couples, if the husband golfs, oh, the wife's got to golf. If my Tony has a motorcycle. A lot of girls always had to go with their husband on the motorcycle. It was his thing. From the minute he bought it, I knew I wasn't going on that motorcycle. It was his thing to bond with his friends. And, and I don't mind it. I have a bunco group with girls. He loves when I go out, when I do that, because he tells me. That he he can doesn't make, do it often enough to tell you the truth. He always says <laughs> I can make the TV as loud as I want, watch whatever I want on TV. So, you know. That's a yeah, really healthy uh, attitude to have, you guys. Well, and, I, and I think it, it sounds like it comes from trusting each other because 
when when people have to be together all the time, I think it's like, because well, I don't know what, what he's doing when he's not here. I don't know what she's doing when she's not here. So right. they feel like they need to be attached in order yeah. to make sure something bad's not happening. But you guys have this trust in each other. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's great. And as years go by, the trust gets stronger, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it it really does. It's like, well, you know, I know this guy. Trust him with my life. You know, I know he would, you know, take a bullet for me, you know, and I would do the same for him. So when you trust uh, somebody, when you trust, them, <laughs> when you trust somebody that much, it's just, it's just, it's, na- it's natural. I just feel it's a natural thing for me to trust him the way I do. He is, like I keep saying, he's a good guy. So there are days I want to you know, hit him in the head with a bat, but he's a good guy. We don't have children. So what is, I think, also pretty remarkable is that we see each other so much and there isn't that buffer in between Uh that she's busy with the kids or she's taking the kids here or I am. So, I mean, when we're home, work, it's us and us alone. And And our dog. Well, our dog, too. (laughs) Well, that's pretty interesting because, I, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard the stories of people being together and they have kids. And then after mm-hmm. the kids move out, they've got no common uh, ground anymore. And then the, the whole thing yes. falls apart. Yes, because it's like sometimes it's, you know, it's, I think it's pretty natural. I'm speaking from someone who doesn't have children. But I think it would be natural that your focus, you know, be on the children, the children. And then Absolutely. all of a sudden they're gone and you look at each other and say, who are you, by the way, you know. But, um, so speaking yeah. of hitting Tony in the head with a bat, um, yeah. how <laughs> how do you guys handle conflict? Do you argue a lot? When you do argue, what does it like look like? Well, like sometimes... We'll, it's ugly. It's very ugly. We go toe-to-toe, you know. We'll go head-to-head, toe-to-toe. But the funny thing about it is it's problem. never over anything. Like it's, so, it's silly things, you know. It's like we'll be in the car and it's like, why did you take this route? It's going to be crowded or you should have went that way. Or, you know, it's like over silly things. And, but we do. And we always, you know, at the end, if one of us loses our tempers and says something, you know, not very nice, we will always apologize. Uh, I apologize. I, I, have a, I have a quicker temper than Tony does. It takes a lot to make this man mad. And sometimes that could be annoying. <laughs> but, you know, but he doesn't, you know, he, really doesn't get mad over a lot he's very he's really easygoing and Constance I think you know that he's easygoing guy yeah and then your turn Tony how do you how do you say we end our fights well we don't go to bed mad right. we always apologize yeah. never go to bed mad you never go to bed mad ever no and you know it's sometimes the older you get I think the older you get you know, things change as years go by. And it's kind of like, it's just, you know, we know so many people who I have illnesses, they're dealing with serious illnesses. You know, uh, a cousin of mine, my cousin's daughter is seriously ill. So it's kind of like you realize, it's like, we're fighting over this? It's Uh like so stupid, you know. Just like wakes you up when you see, when you realize how good we have it and you see other people suffering. It's like, I'm not going to argue with you about which direction to take, you know, even though you do, but then you, you take a step back Wow. about it, little silly things. And well, that's So yeah. So you, you, you're able to put things in perspective when you kind of look outside yourself. 
Now, did you guys always handle conflict this way, or did you have to learn to get to that point? No. He's always been easy. Well, nothing really bothers me, and I think Constance knows that, too. I'm a lot like my father. Yeah. That nothing ever, ever bothers me. Uh, Yeah, he's always been pretty much like that. I'm probably, you know, I'll admit I'm probably... The more difficult one in this situation. I, I, I would worry about things that would never, that may never happen, and and about about life in general. And he would always like talk me down and say, "We'll cross that bridge when we get to it." Well, you know, my father had uh, cancer, and um, his when I was like all bent out of shape, he looked at me and says. We're going to take care of it. We're going to take care of it. He goes, we'll take care of it. And and we did. And my father lived for eight years after his cancer diagnosis, a mm-hmm. good, healthy life. And he ended up having a stroke and dying suddenly. So, you know, uh, so he was right not to worry about it. We'll take care of it. And we were lucky enough to have him for eight years after the diagnosis. And, and he, you know, and that's like, you just take a step back and say, you know what? You were right. You were right. You know, I'm glad we're having this podcast because that's the first time I think she says I'm right. Ah, <laughs> hey, it's, always right. You can yeah. always play it back for her when she says you're not. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> remember, remember when you said this about me? Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question I have. Do you guys, like when you guys have fought, even in the past, did you yeah. did anyone ever threaten divorce in a in a, often or frequently? Or is that a subject you never touched? Not in a real sense. Once in a while, she'll say, "I thought you leave, get out of that." I says, "No, you first. Yeah. And we would say, "If you have to make the first move, I'm not." Yeah, yeah. It was all. It was yeah, but it was. But the, we never used the word divorce ever, ever. That word mm. has never been used ever. Wow. Yeah. No. No. That. And you know what? My my mother. Um. You know when you're at your wedding and you do the mother the father daughter dance the mother son the mother son-in-law tony danced with my mother and he told her he goes there's no divorces in our family knowing that tony came from a family where there were divorces and Uh, i i knew she was telling him something serious when i saw the look on tony's face dancing with my mother oh my gosh i'm like oh my god what is she saying (laughs) now um so Tony, you mentioned that you had some friends you grew up with, and a number of them had been divorced, yeah. um, had relationships that didn't work out. Um, what are there things that you saw in those relationships, or things you see now in, in, in younger people, and you go, "Oh, if they would only handle this this way, or if they had done something different, that relationship could have worked out." I don't know if that I don't know if that makes sense or not. Uh, I know what you're saying, but. Not really, because I, I live in this little world like I don't really observe other people very well. <laughs> okay. I don't really care what other people think or do. Okay. I've always been, I don't follow, you know, people what they, you know, like if someone would say, ah, let's go do this. If I wasn't interested, I didn't do it. You know, I was always whatever I in a selfish way, I guess. Whatever I wanted to do, I did. I didn't do what other people did. He, I always say he marches to the beat of a different drummer. Oh, That's yeah. true. I've always said okay. that about him. All right, maybe Benita up. can answer that question. Benita, can, have you seen anything in other relationships that you're like, hmm, 
if only this happened or if only they maybe did this? Well, just some of Tony's friends that some of the, a few of the guys that never stopped being one of the guys, like we were saying before, always, you know, always going out and, you know, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, especially they were young, they were all good looking, you know, and it was the disco age, you know, so it was like, I don't know I just, you, know what that is. I, you don't know what the disco <laughs> is. But anyway, um, you know, that kind of thing I saw. And I'm like, gee, I don't know. Every single Friday. And then sometimes after they go out, they play cards. And, you know, it was just like, I don't know. And and one, one two of the two of the couples, uh, the guys were, got involved with drugs. You know, so I knew that was good. That was an issue. Yeah. That was oh. sad. One of the guys really hit me since then passed he passed years ago and he had a big drug issue and a really nice guy sweet guy and his wife stuck with him through the whole thing they didn't get divorced but you just saw that kind of coming but like he says it seems like we've surrounded ourselves with people who are so much like us you know and you know and back in the day it was like nobody lived together nobody before they were married it was like a different time than it is now sometimes people jump the gun and move in and then some of these women now with these big fancy weddings they get all wrapped up in the wedding you know Uh, and i don't think some of them know each other enough before they jump to that and hmm. then later on when all the wedding dust is settled and the dress is put away then it's like real life you know and i don't think some some of these kids are ready for the the real long haul i think a lot of people just jump the gun too fast. They're ready to uh, end it right away. And yes, exactly. They don't try to work it out. Yes. Uh, ah, think, okay. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, it's kind of like you hear somebody's getting divorced, and it's like, oh, my God, did they even get their wedding pictures back? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, so sweet. A friend of ours, he dated he dated his, uh, his wife, that they're since divorced, for 10 years before they got married. Within a year and a half, they were divorced. Oh my she god! Wanted she For wanted. Reason, she wanted out. Still doesn't know why. Yeah, and then and, and then what's his name? Gabe's son too. Yeah. They went out with each other for ten years, and she cheated on him with one of his friends that stood up for their wedding. Yikes! And you know, bad things. But it's like after ten years, you would say, "How you know? How do you know these?" How come you didn't know this before now about this person? But why do you think that is? Do you think people just get married and feel like, well, I guess there's nothing else to look forward to? Do you feel like people think like, well, they get comfortable and they just stop working at the relationship? Like, what's the reason? Well, I had one friend. I honestly think he got married because everyone else was getting married. Was getting married. Yes. Ah, the pressure. uh, So that didn't. That lasted maybe, what, 10 years or less less than that. But I think that was the reason he got married. Yeah. I think it happens. Yeah, people just do it because they think it's the thing to do. They're going out with someone. And 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 this person had said to us once, he says in all the years he was married, he doesn't think he said, I love you to this woman more than 10 times. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, it's like, wow. That should have been a red flag somewhere along the line, you know? Right. Now, how how long were you guys together before you got married? We dated for about a year. We got a year and a half. We got engaged. And then the planning of the wedding took another year. Okay. 
Yeah. So right. it was, you know, it was a nice amount. Of, and we were, you know, we were young. I, I was 22 when we were married and Tony was 23. Wow. So n- nowadays I look at 22 year olds. I'm like, Tony had, a, you know, was running a business with his dad, working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. It's like these kids at 22 years old, I mean, they barely know how to wipe their nose. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, a lot of them are still at home. and Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. They yeah. don't know themselves. It's like. I don't know. It seems like we had more responsibility back then than the kids have nowadays. And I don't think they're as prepared yeah. nowadays. Yeah. I, I would I agree really with that. don't. I think so too. So what advice would you give your younger selves knowing what you know now? I think, wait, I wrote some of this down. Okay. I was a good girl. I did my homework. You did your homework. Wow. Good job. You, um, you might be our best guest yes. ever. <laughs> Oh, gee, <laughs> I think my younger self, I would say, here I have, I have my notes, not to sweat the small stuff oh. and not to be so nervous. And I was a terrible worrier. You know, if Tony would say something and I go, well, what if this happens? And then he would say, well, what if it doesn't? You know, I would always, you know, worry about things. I think I would live more in the moment and not be as serious. I'm not as serious now as I was when I was younger. Mm. Just to be more lighthearted and, you know, go out, do things on a whim instead of, oh, let's, you know, not think everything to the 10th degree, you know. That's, that's what I think I would change about myself. What about you, Tony? I mean, I know you're perfect, but is there anything... <laughs> Yes, he is. Well, that's why I have no answer. <laughs> right. That's why he's being quiet. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> no, you know. What was the question? Your younger self. What would I change? Well, yeah, no. what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, well, like I say, I ignore a lot of things. Maybe I would pay more attention and confront them a little more than just ignore them or walk away. But, like you said, I'm close to perfect, so <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> what, what? You, are, you are a sick son of a gun. Okay. No, Justin's no secret. She's perfect. Oh, she's perfect. <laughs> oh, it it, it runs in the family. Right, it's a family trait. It's a, ter- it's, a, it's a terrible family trait. What, you know, <laughs> what, it's, oh, it's, my gosh. It's interesting with you guys' answers is that it sounds like um, you guys kind of pulled each other in in a in the different direction. So you know, so Tony, now you pay a little more attention to things, and Benita, now you don't pay so much attention to things. You guys kind of balanced each other. Yes. Yeah. It took a while to get her <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> the other, right. She was a, I mean, a terrible warrior. She would worry. And especially with my father's background, <laughs> she always says, "Oh." You're gonna leave me. You're gonna get the. Or are we gonna get divorced? She would worry about things like that. Says, like you don't take care of your father, do you? Yeah. And I says, my you know my grandfather was kind of like that too. Of course, he never got divorced, but he had girlfriends. I never and knew I says, that. I'm not my my father or my grandfather. I'm my own person. I'm, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to be like them. Is because of that. What went on with that? With them? 
and what happened, like my mother, you know, how she used to be so upset and all that. That bothered me a lot. Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive, but you're right. People do tend to think that, you know, you are like your that's your parents. Like yes, yeah. exactly. And you yeah. have come, you've, you've done the complete opposite. Right. Yeah. I think that's true with a lot of, um, my girlfriend grew up and her father was an alcoholic and, um, we'd be out to dinner and if her husband like ordered a second drink, she'd be like, Mike, I think, you know, she was so paranoid about that because she grew up with it and saw all the disappointment that it brought to her as a little girl. And so she was like, you know, and then I have a cousin who was an alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic, you know, and it seemed like either go one way or the other where you see the pain it's caused and you don't want it or it, you just kind of, it was a way of life that you adapted to and, and it goes, it could go either way. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have one last question for you guys. Yeah. Do you guys still hold hands? Do you kiss each other hello and goodbye? I mean, are there any sort of things that like you do ritualistically that help? Yeah. We said Every that. Time she gets out of the car when we go shopping, I grab her hand. We always hold hands. Always. And everyone, we have, I mean, we're not the perfect couple. No. But. I think a lot of people think we are. <laughs> we are always holding hands and, you know. We were out to dinner last night and we're sitting with a group of people. And all of a sudden, you know, he leaned over and he said, I love you. And we gave, we kissed. It Aww. was like, I don't know. We just, and then not long ago, remember we were walking. Oh, and he did say, don't mess my lipstick. Yeah, I did say, don't mess my lipstick. And I also said, don't get grease on your shirts. <laughs> and uh and one not long ago remember when we were walking and our hand it's just like it's just a natural thing and just we both said the same it was another thing when he goes i love that we hold hands i go and i think it's just so funny that he automatically the hand goes out to reach one of us are reaching for the other so yeah my mom and dad always held hands too and i asked tony this question one time i says when you were a kid did you kiss your mom and dad goodnight when you went to bed? And he said, no. And I said, we never, ever, ever went to bed. My dad worked nights, so, um, but we never went to bed without kissing my mom goodnight. Or when, um, when my dad drove us to school, I was in high school, always kissed my dad goodbye. Wow. We always, we, so I, you know, you grow up with it. It's just kind of a way of life. Well, that's yeah. another reason why we stayed together so long is because we lived above Benita's parents and they were so such wonderful people I didn't want to leave <laughs> Aww. not a lot of people could say that either let me tell you uh, no he really I mean my parents were never they were never intrusive in any way my mom never would the only time she came upstairs we have a separate entrance to our apartment of course and my mom only came upstairs for my birthday and Tony's birthday if I would call her up and say mom I made a cake come on up she'd go bring it down and, you know she never wanted to come up here and also once Tony came home from work my mother would never call the house never call us wow. she knew Tony was home and that was it that was the end we didn't we didn't talk till the next day then wow so wow. she so was she very re respectful yeah she really privacy. respected your your privacy in your space yeah again that's that's not something that, I hear the opposite a lot of times yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. Sure. I mean, we're we're really lucky. I mean, we've worked hard 
to get to this point, but we also have a little bit of luck on our side. We really do. I learned by example, my mother, the advice that she was still living, she gives to everyone the same advice about marriage. It's a 50-50 deal. Be good to each other. It's not just all about you. You have to, you know, I saw my mother do things for my dad that were so sweet. And then I saw my dad do such sweet things for my mom, you know. So you kind of learn when you live it your whole life, you know, until you're in your 20s. You, that's what we saw as kids here. Mm. And we were lucky. We're very lucky. Well, Tony did not see that, obviously. So do you feel like you kind of led by example in a way for him? I, I think so. And he had such a great relationship with my mom, especially. Tony went downstairs every morning and had caught his first cup of coffee with my mother. You know, and she um, she she really made a difference, I think, to oh. Tony. You know, my father was more quiet. And, of course, you know, no Italian man wants to see their daughter get married, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but uh, they were <laughs> good friends. My father would the crap out of Tony and Tony would give it right back to him. I think I think Tony really I don't know, I think he really learned a lot from my parents. That's my opinion. There's hope. That's what the, so there's hope. Day. See, there's hope. <laughs> yes, there's, no, there's you know what there's always hope and just you know, don't give up. You know, just you sometimes you have to work it. It's a you know, we're talking from a completely different era. Times are different now, and I think it's harder now than it was for us. I really do. But you have to just, you know, work at it, and you can't change people. You cannot change people. I saw your mother try to change your father, and it it just didn't work, you know? You cannot change people. And then I sometimes I would say to Tony, what I love about you the most is what I hate about you the most, (laughs) you know? And it's the truth. You just love that he's strong, but then sometimes you wish he wouldn't be so strong. Just be weak. Just be a little weak. But, you know, so that's that's just the way it is. You cannot, don't go into a marriage thinking, oh, I could get him to change that. The only thing I've gotten Tony to change is the way he dresses. I think he dresses much better now. Well, thank you guys. This was so great having you and honestly getting to know a little bit more. I've never really sat and asked you guys these questions. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for doing this. Again, this is, I think, probably one of our better podcasts. Yes. One of the most uplifting. I thought that I was like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And then I got, and then not only that, we got to spend the morning with Constance. I know. Who we only live like a few, you know, miles away, but we just don't get together enough. I know. Well, I, you're really busy. I know you are. You, you know, you're juggling a lot. You got the kids, you've got your business, you do this. It's a lot, Constance. That's we all right. Well, we got to get together on. before the holidays for sure. Oh, for sure. All right. For sure. You guys set it up. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Hello. Thanks again. It was nice meeting you guys, too. Thanks so much for doing this. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. That was so sweet. That was, yeah, that was great. That was- you know what I really loved? I have to say the most poignant part for me was, you know, people always say opposites attract, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes people who shouldn't be together are like, well, opposites attract. That's what they say. We should go yeah. for it, right? But in their, they gave a really good example. Where she's a warrior and he mm-hmm. nothing bothers him. Yeah. And in that way, opposites do attract because he's able to support her through her worrisome sort of nature. Yeah. 
And she's able to also help him to be like, hey, maybe we should think about this. You know, maybe we should, you know, in a way, have some type of insight into the future or what could happen or a plan B or, you know, whatever. And I think that Mm -hmm. in that way, when they say opposites attract, I think that that's what they, they, whoever they, whoever the hell they are, that's what they mean. Right. I, yeah, and and I, I would agree with that because I, I think in some ways, you know, if you're, if you're opposites in terms of your values, right. that, that's not going to work. Right. You know. Yes. But, you know, they have, I've, it sounds to me like uh, similar values, but then they have these aspects of their personality that they helped each other to balance. Right. Because if they were both warriors, they would, they would. It would be a disaster. Oh, for sure. And if, if they if both, they didn't both give were a laid shit, back, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you know, did we pay the mortgage this month? I, I don't know. Wait, why is our gas turned off? Right. You know, so it's so in that way, it's sort of like their their character traits sort of balance each other out. But but they've got similar values, and so they get together, and you know, she's seen her parents be good to one another, and he knows just instinctually that you know, okay, I'm in a relationship now, so I need to rebalance my priorities, and I'm not going to be out every He learned what Friday not to night. do from his example, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, how many couples do you know that are married almost 50 years, first of all, just period, okay? Uh-huh. Then, how many couples do you know that are married almost 50 years, still holding hands, still kiss each other, you know, hello and goodbye, <laughs> still, still say, like, this is an amazing person? I mean, yeah. I don't think you—that is very rare, yeah, I mean, it is like, yeah, I've talked to some people that are, you know, been married that long, and some, and I don't know, maybe they're joking, but you know, it's like you sort of hear like the little comments that the guys, you know, make, yes, and it's sort of like, oh, are you really, you know, sometimes you get the sense, well, I'm just gonna ride this thing out, I'm, you know, I've been in, you know, in this thing for so long, but you know, it does sound like they really enjoy being together. Yeah, they're they're really really. They're really cute together. And she'll call him pet names. Like, she'll be like, oh, come here, Tony boy. And then Uh she'll, like, scratch his head. And it's just certain things that I think a lot of people, maybe because of where I've come from, that I always take these notes. Like, huh, I've never seen that. Well, huh, I kind of, you know, I wish I had that. Okay. Um, now, and, and, I, and then yeah. when you when you see that, so you're going, oh, that's that's good. You're not like, oh, that's weird. No, no. I'm like, wow, I wish I had that. Or, wow, uh, that's what I would want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just taking notes like that. Um, and I think I've, I've we've talked about this before. before. I've trained a lot of couples, um, personal training. And you get to really know people. And mm-hmm. I find it fascinating. Some couples are like that. And they're the ones that are older that have been married for as long as they have and respect each other. And I think that that is what it's all about, is just respecting each other, you know? Well, and, and you could tell that because they would give each other space to answer the questions. Yes, yes, for sure. And it's funny, he let her lead. I love yeah. that, you know? Yeah. He kind of sat back and, you know. But it sort of seems like that's also his personality, too. Yes, like, it is. Yeah, she's, you know, she she loves to be, you know, in, in the mix. Let in her, the mix. Let and, her be in the mix. Yeah. Right. No competition. Yeah. So I thought, I love that. I thought that was really... That's a good one. Yeah. Look at us doing non, it's going to be our new podcast, non-toxic relationships. <laughs> See, there you go. It's leveling up. We I, are. I think that's good. I love it. All right. So, man, I, I don't even know where to where to go from here. I that. know, right? This is yeah. be like Tony and Benita. That's my new yeah. motto. Be like Tony and Benita. Yeah. There relationship go. goals. Yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> 
Well, I guess I guess that's it for this episode. That's it. We're done. All right. So for Too Fit to be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.